Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. All right. Thanks for joining us. Some pretty intense intro music my name is matt i'm joined with billy this is colors in the void happiness 2.0 in today's episode we're going to explore the concept of happiness our blog format is two great friends jump on a quick phone call to explore the meaning of the life the meaning of life the meaning of the universe and other sundry topics today is about happiness Uh, i'll fire billy a couple questions about happiness He'll in return fire me a couple questions about happiness, and we'll just uh, talk it through and see uh, see if we can connect on anything. Um, one of the things is is that uh, you know this blog is intended for people who are you know either trying to reach a higher plane or have already reached a higher plane. You know, so no matter where you are in that journey, we're glad you're here. We're we're welcoming you to join us. Um, you know, if you're carrying something heavy, hopefully today we can lighten your load. And if you've got something to give, go out there and give it. Um, Billy from Hawaii, how are you doing today? Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Matt. I'm doing great. How you been? I've been very good, very good. Great Mother's Day. What was, uh, what was the best thing that happened to you today? Oh, the best thing that happened to me today is talking to you, Matt. No, that's number 1B. The best thing that happened to me is uh, my wife waking up and us being able to celebrate her as a mother and as a loving wife and to honor her and everything that she does for her family. She's the glue and I'm lucky to have her. And so it's nice to be able to um, show that appreciation on a day. Uh, I try to do that every day, Uh, but it's just, it feels great. And speaking about the topic of happiness and that kind of a showering of appreciation sure does help with that. How about yourself? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, my what, wife what was is, the highlight of your day so far? Yeah, I, I, owe, I owe a lot to my wife. She's a great mother and a great uh, great wife. Um, my my highlight today was talking to my 84-year-old mother who's got some memory nice. issues. But uh, one thing she can remember is that life is good and she is happy and she's just a joy to, to talk to. So me and each of my two kids and my wife got got to chat with her today. So that that was really, really cool. She's the quintessential mother and has really always been a great example of happiness in my life. So it was great to talk to her again today. So, yeah, the format is a couple questions about happiness from Billy, a couple questions from happiness about Matt, from Matt, and we'll just uh, go back and forth and try to answer them. Do you, want, do you want to ask first the question or do you want to be the one who answers first? I'll ask you a question, Matt, about happiness. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Put your thinking cap on. I do. Okay. All right. Does it have the propeller on top? Uh, no, it's got like a dome. It's like the dome team hat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Dome head. 
All right, Domehead. Um, here's the first question. Uh, is it possible to be truly happy if your basic needs aren't met? And what I mean by basic needs is kind of riffing off a little bit of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, um, basic needs, talking about things like food, uh, shelter, uh, et cetera. Can we be happy without those, Matt? Um, you know, it's funny you say that because I was doing an ethics course last night, uh, continuing education, and they were talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And, and I know that the pyramid is structured where the bottom of the pyramid is, you know, food, water, shelter, those basic needs. And, and, I, and I believe Maslow would say that you, you cannot be happy if those, you know, fundamental critical things aren't met. Um, however, I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of examples in the world of people who, you know, are in completely, you know, just untenable situations. Um, you know, this friend of mine, his father was a missionary and, and uh, a doctor. He was in India and he had seen so much suffering and pain and that he, he became paralyzed. Um, you know, his like mind paralyzed him. Um, but there's a lot of really? examples of people who don't have those. Yeah. Yeah. For like three years. Um, but he recovered, you know, and, and, you know, just amazing guy who gave his life to others for so long, kind of like mother Teresa. And, um, you know, but that seeing that destruction, that, that horror for so long, you know, can wear a person down. It's kind of like post-traumatic stress syndrome. Um, but you know, I, I think that while, you know, if you don't have food and water and shelter, I mean, you can't survive, let alone be happy. So I'll concede that to Maslow. Um, but I, I think it's, it, it kind of begs uh, examples of people like Christopher Reeve who overcome huge op- obstacles to be truly inspirational to others. Um, and there's a lot of people out there with uh, less fame and fanfare who, you know, tried to rise above it. And for whatever reason, everybody would give them complete permission to be miserable, but they refuse to do it. And they, they go to another level, you know, so, you know, kudos to those people. They j- just, they're, Courage can make me happy, you know, just watching that. That's just amazing. It gives me a warm, heartfelt um, emotion to to know what some of those people are doing despite the odds. So the answer is no with a qualified yes. It's possible (laughs) for some people. (laughs) Right. Um, I mean, you you mentioned, uh, for example, Christopher Reeve, no disrespect to him, but he had food. You know, he sure did go through a lot with, with his injury. But, you know, and I agree with you that, you know, human spirit is, you know, we can overcome so much. Um, but can we overcome hunger with happiness? Mm-hmm. Right? I don't have the answer. That's why I asked the question. Yeah. No, no, we can't. Well, and, I, and I'm going to, I'm going to change my claim. I, I drafted a couple of questions for you today, but it do the true improvisational nature of our group. Yes. I'm going to change it up just a teeny bit. And your question is Off going to be tough. connected, which is assuming your basic needs are met, food, water, shelter. Yeah. You know, I'm a big survival reality show guy. I also like to do some survival camping on the side while I'm feeling up to it, but um, you know, naked and afraid and, and episodes like that where they completely strip for everybody's, comfort level and all those basic needs. And they, they spend 21 days just trying to get one or two of those three back. And I promise you those people are not happy. 
through the whole episode. Right. They're only happy when they get rescued and lifted out. You know, that's when the happiness. But assuming <laughs> those things were met, assuming those three things were met, Billy, do, do, do you feel there's any reason not to be happy if you have those basic needs met? Any reason? I mean, should you be able to overcome about anything as long as those things are met, or do you think it's trickier than that? Um, I think if those basic needs are met, you have a foundation to then employ certain skills, mental skills, that can lead to happiness for sure. So I wouldn't say that there's a barrier. Now, I do see that there's a lot of um, thought processes that are barriers to happiness that sometimes people get stuck in and, and can't quite figure out. Um, and so my quick answer to that would be yes. I mean, well, no, there shouldn't be any reason that happiness is unattainable. Um, but it does, you know, happiness is its a journey. It's a way of being, in my opinion. It's not so much a uh, destination or an outcome. So it's ongoing uh, lifestyle, mind style, if you want to say, um, that mm-hmm. leads to that. Yeah, and and I think when asking it, I was kind of hoping for that answer that, you know, my I was asking, talking to my daughter about the show and telling her what our topic was, and I said, you know, what do you think it takes to be happier? What's the key thing to know about happiness? And she said, I think a lot of people are happy and they just don't know it. I said, what do you mean by that? That's an interesting statement. And she said, um, you know, that they have a lot of things to be thankful for and um, around them and in their lives and in other people's lives. And I think what she was really, you know, searching for the word was gratitude, you know, that. Right. Now, I'm, here it is Mother's Day. I'm out, you know, grilling chicken. I'm, it's a beautiful spring day. Birds are chirping, and I'm just looking at the leaves dance in the wind. And, you know, really, I don't care. As long as I have my food, water, and shelter, I could be happy right now in this moment because it's just awesome. Not that there's not a lot of tough things going on in my life and there's challenges we all face, but if I take this moment right now, talking to you, listening to the birds chirp, it's a beautiful thing. All yeah, right. I, I agree. I think gratitude is a – I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, why don't you go ahead and respond to that and then fire me back a question. Yeah, um, I think I think gratitude um, is a component, one of the, the ingredients of the recipe of happiness, for sure. And um, you, you know, hear people sometimes keeping a gratitude journal um, to put that – type of mental uh, skill into practice. Um, And I think that really helps a lot to be able to focus on the good things. Um, It's really creating that positive energetic state within yourself. But I think there's other aspects to creating happiness um, in addition to gratitude. Uh, One of them that I think about is um, giving and helping others, Um, being in a place of service, when we're able to demonstrate that there's something magic that happens that helps us feel good. Um, and again, that kind of sets us up for this positive emotional state. Um, so let me, let me um, just piggyback that you were talking about gratitude. Um, mm-hmm. Is that yep. how we, and my question to you would be, how do we know that we're actually happy? Um, is it 
because you feel is, uh, you know, what is that? What is that? How do you measure that? How do we know we're happy? Yeah. I, I think you have to, it's a choice. Happiness is a choice. And that's kind of, I think, what my daughter was saying. She's like, some people are happy and they just don't know it. You have to choose to, to decide to be grateful and to be happy. And, um, you know, even if things aren't going perfect in your, your world, you can look around you and see beauty other places. You can, um, you know, I've been listening to a lot of Eckhart Tolle. And, you know, if anyone listening hasn't connected to Eckhart Tolle in the power of now, yeah. Tolle, okay, yeah, Eckhart Tolle, you can um, – you can just Google it. T O L L E is his last name. Um, there's one about uh, surrender and acceptance. It's really good. There's one about suffering. Just Google Eckert T O L L E. But um, he kind of talks about almost being a third party observer to your own circumstance and situation. And that can provide a lot. Of ah, I love that. To your, to your own pain, your own, your own crisis, you know, because it, it, it kind of removes you from the actual, you know, oh, wow, I'm, I'm feeling anxiety or, ooh, look at that. I'm kind of being very stressed out right now. Or, you know, why am I so grumpy? That's interesting. Look at why I'm being grumpy in that situation. It, it gives you, it's almost, you know, my kids had, went to Montessori school and they had a preschool teacher and she gave each of the parents this car during parenting class, right? Because the kids were fine. <laughs> we were the ones who needed to get our heads screwed on straight. <laughs> Susan Michael Barrett. Susan Michael Barrett, oh, B-A-R-E-T. Yeah, yeah you, you, you you connected with her too. But she gives a little index mm-hmm. card that says pause on it. You know, so as a parent that's a great tool. You just kinda take a deep breath and pause. You know, you teach your kids that too. You know, we're they're a mirror of us. Because if we're grumpy and upset and you know, I always say it's the easiest thing to bully a child, you know, it's not even sporting. You know, I can I can yell at you to go do your homework or I can bark at you to clean your room or, you know, get you to stop fiddling with the Snickers bars in line at the grocery store. But if I kneel down and say, hey, you know what? First of all, a lot of kids have touched that and there's a flu going around. Probably wouldn't be a great idea for you to be touching it. And then, you know, that, you know, so let's not touch it. And the other thing is, is that with mom's cooking dinner, we probably don't want to eat a Snickers bar right now anyway. So let's go ahead and why don't you help me load the conveyor belt here? You know, that, that's, that's a, a way to pause and kind of put some parenting in play. Whereas, you know, most people are just like, you know, stop fooling with that. Get over here. Grab them by the shirt right. and yank them towards you. You know, so right, pause right. is really important. And I think Eckhart Tolle is kind of saying, you know, just remove yourself from the situation. Once you can look at it from a higher vantage point, then you can start making really good decisions about, wow, you know what? I am stressed right now, but gosh, look what a great day it is. Or I am stressed right now, but, you know, even though I'm, you know, maybe arguing with my wife right now, I, you know, I do have a wife, and that's a good thing, and I want to make sure that I keep that, so maybe I need to slow down here and think things through. So it's a long answer, yeah, I really, there you go. <laughs> I, yeah, I really like that idea, and a couple of things that come up for me as you're talking about that is, um, you know, I'm a big fan of the statement that we don't have to be our feeling, that we can have a feeling, and then we have a choice to act on that or not. Um, and that is some of that healthy disattachment I think you're talking about. In fact, in Buddhism, I believe that they talk about the idea of disattachment, not disattached that you're not involved or you don't care, but you're um, like you were mentioning a third party observer. Um, and in fact, there's a psychologist uh, in system theory called uh, Murray Bowen, and he's labeled this a uh, differentiation as, and, and he's explaining it as one of the peak human uh, conditions that we can be in. Um, 
but to do that, we also need a really acute and in tune sense of uh, emotional intelligence, right? We need to be kind of have the lens forced inward. You know, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? Um, being able to put a label on that feeling, being able to give yourself permission to have that feeling, even if it's a hard feeling to have, like shame. Um, and then being able to differentiate from that and going, okay, well, I'm not going to engage in shameful thinking, but this is um, how it feels. And it's almost like just watching a cloud pass overhead. Oh, there it is. I feel it. And there it goes. It's passing right on by. And then we continue mm-hmm. on. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you, you had a specific statement that caught me as being pretty interesting, and, and uh, I want you to repeat it. But it's almost like you, you aren't what you think or – you're not that feeling, you, you, you know, you kind of are what you think. So be careful what you think, because, you know, if you think negative, bad thoughts, you're going to have negative and bad feelings. And, but Most the definitely. point is, is that you're not that feeling is what you were saying. Tell me more about that. Right. Um, you know, at, how, how would I explain that? Um, feelings, um, of course, like you mentioned, I think are derived from thoughts and the thoughts can be really quick and almost um, hiding from our awareness. And so we think, oh, I'm, I'm just feeling this way, but really there's always a thought that precedes that. Um, but who we are as a person, our authentic self, isn't defined by um, those feelings. Um, it, it's, you know, I think at a more spiritual soul level of, and we talked a little bit about this last episode, uh, of our blog. Um, I'm not really sure how to dig into that uh, too much more, but I think it is mm-hmm. really, uh, it's kind of a neat place to be when you're able to achieve that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I, did, I don't know. Um, I didn't really answer your question. Sorry. No, I yeah, I was just trying to see if I could probe for deeper meaning there. And, and I, and I don't really know what the answer is other than, um, you know, I kind of started saying if you can become the observer and pause and right. slow down enough to kind of be objective about that feeling. And you you're, and you, you said something really interesting, which was you aren't that feeling. You know, that feeling is just a moment in time. Um, you know, in Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now, he kind of talks about, you know, there, 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 there is no past. There's only you right now choosing to think about the past. And there is right. no future. You can think about the future. You can want the next rung on the, the ladder. You can run, want to stretch for the brass ring, the bigger house, all these material things. You can keep wanting, you know, a bigger house or a happier family or whatever, but don't want something so much and so aggressively that you, you, you lose the importance of this moment right now, um, which might be your kid sleeping at the foot of your bed or you know, your wife calling because she – you know, whatever, forgot her car keys and needs you to come home from work to let her back in. You know, it can feel like a headache or a hassle, but the reality is, is that that moment right now, that that's where your whole reality is, is in, you know, wow, I have a family. I have a wife. We have a house. We have a house that needs keys. This isn't so bad. You know, I don't know. So just, just <laughs> living in the moment is kind of important. You know, that that's really what the power of now is talking about. And uh, so... Um, right. I, I think a lot of this. Turn to ask a question, or is it your turn to ask a question? I think it's my turn. <laughs> I don't know. Um, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, 
when you're struggling for happiness, when you, when you find yourself slipping uh, on being happy, and I know you're one of the happiest guys I know. So that's, I think it's why in our second episode, we picked happiness because you and I are both pretty happy guys. So maybe we can continue to explore that concept and, and how we do it. But, um, but when you're, when you're struggling to be happy, Billy, what do you do to, yeah. to overcome that? Um, it's funny. I'll tell you a story actually, and maybe this encapsulates. Um, well, I guess the quick answer is that I really try to focus on appreciation and I really try to focus on giving to others. I stop trying to focus on myself and I start focusing on other people around me, even if it's strangers. Um, and then I would play a little game of what can I do to brighten this person's world? Um, and just, I think, taking some of the focus off of myself and the suffering that I happen to be going through, which most of the time is self-inflicted. I think it is for all of us. Um, it, it lightens the load of, of the suffering that I'm going through. Um, and another thing that I'm thinking about is I, I make sure that um, my basic needs are met. I know a lot of time it's harder for me to be happy when I'm really tired, for example, um, or if I'm really hungry. So this kind of gets back down to the basic needs. So I make sure that um, I have that foundation of basic needs met. And if that means I have to take a nap or eat a meal. Um, but real quickly, the story, um, yeah, I don't know if you've ever had it, but most people do, but sometimes you just wake up and, you know, so you wake up on the wrong side of the bed. It's like, it wasn't even me. I'm kind of cranky and grouchy and snappy with my family. And I'm like, oh, this is not feeling good. Um, I jumped in the car. I had to go to the post office. It was a Saturday. Um, I go to the post office and I kind of feel like, um, what's the name of that Peanuts character with a little dark cloud over his head all the time? Uh, that guy. Big um, pen, pen, yeah. You know, I just kind of had that dark cloud hanging over my head. And walking into the post office, there's a lady coming out with a package. So I opened the door for her, and she shot me this awesome smile, said, thank you. And immediately my mood lifted just from her sharing that positive energy with me. And I thought, wow, that felt really good. So I went in, I got my mail, and then I thought, I'm going to do this a little bit more. And I spent about half an hour as the doorman at the post office. People were looking at me a little weird. didn't matter to me. And I'm just opening the door for people, helping people carry their packages to the car, have a good Saturday. And by the time I got home, I felt so much happier. And it was a real lesson for me about the, the giving spirit of, um, and how that really impacted my overall sense of well-being, my happiness. Yeah, yeah. Amen to that. Uh, you and I were, uh, I remember I was on a long commute somewhere and, you know, we we're talking about this and it was one of the things that inspired this show. You know, this is, uh, you're listening to Colors in the Void. Our topic today is happiness, which is really just two friends, you know, talking about life and the mysteries of the universe and things like death, divorce, happiness, addiction, sobriety, music, improvisation, meditation, you name it. You know, we're going to cover a whole bunch of, of a wide range of topics and we hopefully you can find some of that value in that but what billy just said there is probably the most important words i've ever heard come out of his mouth and really he elaborated on this on this long phone call we had uh a a few weeks ago and it was that the key to happiness this is the this is the the, this this uh podcast promise that will give you one thing that guarantees happiness and he just nailed it right there i don't care how unhappy you are what your circumstance is if you can give and do something for someone else you have no idea of how liberating and magical it is. Really? And uh, it is literally, 
It, uh, it's flawless. It's perfect. It never fails. Always, always be happy if you can just choose to give and do something nice for someone else. Even as simple as Billy standing in a post office, just, you know, I'm sure you were turning some heads. And, you know, he's, that's beautiful. You know, you didn't care. You were making people happy and you didn't care who didn't. Anyone who wasn't in the place to be happy with your actions, you know, so be it. Um, yeah. Okay. So, you know, so, I think one more question, my direction, Billy, and then uh, we got about five minutes left and we'll, we'll just start wrapping it up and uh, okay. talk about our topic for next week. Hey, are you in a position to play for us or? Is that a... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, okay. I just want to make sure you were near I think, guitar. I, I think, yeah. Um, and you can sing or play or both, whatever you want to do, but we'll, we'll kind of do a little, the last minute we'll do an outro of Billy doing some music okay. for us. Okay. That'd be our special thing. All right, um, go ahead and shoot with your last question. So, um, one of the things uh, that you've been doing recently, Matt, if it's okay that I um, am vulnerable with you here a little bit, is meditation. I understand you've really picked up your game um, around yep. meditation and spending a lot more time with that. And I'm curious how uh, or if that has influenced your your overall sense of well-being, and if so, how specifically. Uh, yeah, meditation great, great question. Your great question. Um, you know, it kind of started with uh, Billy's got this great uh, mentor of his named Rich Roll. And he has an amazing, I wouldn't say a personal uh, mentor, but he has a great podcast. If you want to listen to another great right. podcast, listen to the Rich Roll podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we, we would hope to be that good someday. But, yeah, Rich Roll has a fantastic podcast that Billy is, is inspired by, and, and he's turned me on to listen to a few episodes. One episode, we, you know, I always wanted to do meditation. I didn't know how. I wasn't very good at it. You know, I just, I just could never get any traction with it. And um, so Rich Roll had a guest called Light Watkins, L-I-G-H-T Watkins. In fact, today's intro music was uh, a song called Light, interestingly enough. Um, but anyway, Light Watkins just really demystified. Uh, and if you go, if you look up Rich Roll's podcast with Light Watkins, and Light was just like, there's no right or wrong way to meditate. You know, what you want to do is slow your mind down. That's it. You know, whatever you can do to do that, it's great. Uh, breathing. Uh, but he just kind of had you tense up your, your feet and, your, and then release them and tense up your calves and then you release them and your quads and you release and your stomach and your chest and your arms and your fingers and your face and your neck. And, you know, you just keep breathing and then, you just kind of relax into it. You can be sitting up, you can be laying down, you can be walking. It doesn't really matter. You know, there's really no wrong way to meditate. Yeah, as you get better at it, you get, you know, tricks and tips that help you get, get better at it. And one of the tri- tricks and tips he says, you know, a lot of people have a mantra. And there's a great, a lot of great forms of meditation. One's called transcendental meditation or TM. And, and you get a mantra and this is a kind of a, you know, Sanskrit word. It's a two or three words perhaps. And it, it's, it's, and he explained, and I never really knew what they were or why people use these, but you basically just repeat them. It's kind of just something you just keep repeating over and over again. What it does, it takes your mind off of all of your daily issues and daily concerns and allows your mind to, he called it a charm. It's kind of like a charm that your mind follows deeper and deeper into mm-hmm. meditation. I thought that was a really cool concept. But, yeah, uh, yeah you know, I, I was going through some stressful times and really struggling with um, – you know, some, some tough business relationships and, you know, for the really, I, I, I'm pretty happy person and I was not happy, you know, I was going through some other things and mm-hmm. just struggling, you know, for the first time in my life, I kind of found myself confronted to a, a pretty dark and bleak 
landscape. And, and I, I knew I had no tolerance for that. So I, I started thinking, I'll, I'm going to start looking around and seeing if I can't find a way to mend that. And meditation is really, and I'm, I'm talking transformative. It's, it's been amazing. Uh, if, if you have trouble sleeping, there's nothing easier to get your mind quieted down and just let yourself fall into sleep and meditation. You know, um, I actually do, you do uh, 20 minutes of meditation a day. Uh, some people do it 20 minutes twice a day, but any amount's great. If you can do five or 10 minutes, fantastic. If you, there's guided meditations like the Eckhart Tolle one I mentioned about acceptance and mm-hmm. surrender. That, that's almost like him reading a chapter of his book, but they put it to kind of some soothing music and some chimes and bells and what have you. So really great stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I just can't speak highly enough of how it's calmed me down and reduced my anxiety and allowed me to really be grateful and appreciate things. And, and in that meditation, I really just kind of, we'll, we'll have an episode. In fact, we're going to have an episode coming up real quick. That we're going to get deeper into the meditation conversation, but uh, you know, it just allows you to be grateful and to pour your love on, on yourself and those around you. Um, so we're coming up on the one minute mark. So again, this is colors in the void on Matt. We're joined with Billy. Today we're talking about happiness, hey, hey. and each week we're going to tackle a different concept. Uh, Billy's uh, promised to give us a little music on the way out. So in the final remaining minute, I'm going to turn it over to you, Billy. Thanks. We'll see you all next week. Hey, thanks, you guys. And, uh, again, check out the show notes. Uh, Matt, I really appreciate you, and uh, thanks for giving us a listen. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.